get some insights of the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Cooper Howard, Director and Fixed Income Strategist for the Schwab Center for Financial Research. Good morning to you, Cooper. Nice to see you. So what are you thinking here? I mean, a lot of folks are focusing on what's going on in Europe. And my friend Art Cashin from UBS Floor Trading here on the floor for our whole lives basically said he's waiting till 1130 when Europe closes to really see what happens here in the markets. What are you watching? Yeah, you know, the big news is what came out of the BOE this morning to where they announced that they're going to buy long dated gilts in unlimited quantities. We've seen a little bit of market reaction here in the U.S. For, from that. Uh, bond yields are down a little bit. Um, Treasury yields are also down a little bit. And a lot of people are anticipating, well, what does that mean for Federal Reserve policy? Is the Fed going to do a pivot like the BOE did? And I just don't anticipate that happening, Nicole. What If I look back at historically how the Fed has acted, when they've raised rates and they've held them at peak levels, historically, they've held them at peak levels for about eight months or so. Now that's ranged between about three months on the short end and then 18 months on the long end of the a long end of the time range. But in terms of the Fed pivot, I just don't see that happening. So I think that we need to anticipate a continued aggressive Fed policy. And so at this point now, the Fed, um, while they're highly criticized in many ways for what they have or haven't done thus far, I mean, still on track, right, for raising rates the rest of the year and maybe into January. That's correct. I do anticipate that they are going to continue to raise rates. That's no surprise. They've clearly laid that path out with both the DOS plot and kind of the Fed speak that's occurred. My expectation would be at least 50 basis points at the next two meetings. We may get as high as a 75 basis point and then another 50 basis point hike this year. That would be in line with where the DOS plot came in just last week. And then going to next year, I would expect another rate hike early in the beginning of the year. Then we'd anticipate probably seeing rate cuts later in the year. Now, what are the investor implications? What does that actually mean for portfolios? We'd suggest considering extending duration right now. We think that at these levels, with the potential for rate cuts later on next year, it looks attractive to consider extending duration. Right, understood. So what's going on, you said, um, when you're looking at uh, duration and credit? Tell me a little bit about that and why that's important. Yeah, so when we're looking at duration, um, that's interest rate volatility, and that's how prices might move if interest rates continue to rise. Now, our expectation is that the bulk of the move up in longer-term yields, that's likely behind it. We can look at the peak Fed funds rate. That's at about 4.3%. And that historically has peaked out with a 10-year Treasury for each rate hiking cycle. So that means that we may have a little bit more upside in longer-term yields, but we really don't anticipate as much upside as we've seen year-to-date so far. So at these levels, again, we do think that it makes sense to extend duration. Now, in terms of the credit side of the coin, we think that it's likely that we're entering into an economic slowdown, potential for a recession. There is the case that is building ever so more about a potential recession coming down the pipeline. That may slow corporate profits. It may also slow corporate growth. So we believe that investors should move up in credit quality. Uh, some areas of opportunity, for example, would be like the municipal bond market. That's an attractive opportunity for investors who are in higher tax brackets. Historically, municipal bonds have fared fairly well if and when a recession does occur. At this point now, 
when we look at what the consumer is doing, how they're behaving, sentiment, holidays are upon us, but we are likely to see a recession. Um, everybody's saying it, right? Is, is that true in your mind? How does it all come together for the consumer and this economy? I think the ability for a softish landing, that window is getting narrower and narrower. So I think that it will be difficult to achieve a softish landing. No doubt about it, but that's what the Fed is trying to achieve. Um, if we look at the employment numbers, the employment picture is still relatively strong. We are starting to see a few cracks develop in that market, but we are still seeing a strong labor market. Um, the other side of the coin is to look at the housing market. There's a lot of wealth effect that goes into housing prices. And we've seen a lot of pullback on that. So prices are declining. Mortgage applications are declining. We've also seen mortgage rates have gone through the roof, um, up above 7% last I checked. So that can have a wealth effect, potential to slow down consumer spending. But overall, our view is that the consumer is in relatively decent shape. It isn't the strongest consumer picture that we've seen so far. So we think that going forward, that could bode well for the economy, but that area of achieving a softish landing is pretty difficult right now. And when I was looking at what you like, you were looking at municipal bonds, you were looking at preferred, you, you said something instead of high yield bonds. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of the plays that you think may work here in this market. Yeah, so the other opportunity that we think is investment grade corporate bonds over high yield corporate bonds. And this goes back to our idea of moving up in credit quality we would favor moving up to those investment grade issuers rather than those high yield issuers. Historically, high yield issuers have been harder hit if we do face a economic slowdown. That just makes sense because they have weaker balance sheets, uh, more difficult income statements. So that's another area where we'd go. Now you had mentioned preferred stocks, Nicole, and oftentimes preferreds could get lumped into high yield as kind of a more aggressive play in the fixed income market. And some may think, well, why are you recommending or why are you suggesting, I should say, preferreds and not high yield? One of the reasons being is that we think that the price point as an entry point for preferreds is relatively attractive. We also so look at the preferred market. It's mostly made up of banks and financial corporations. We think they're relatively well capitalized going forward. So that's another potential area of opportunity for those investors who can take on a little bit more risk. We'd also suggest if they are wading into that market, have a long investing time horizon. Right, ultimately. Thank you so much, Cooper Howard. Great to see you. Schwab Center for Financial Research. Thank you, Cooper. Thank you, Nicole.